Amen. What a wonderful presence of the Lord. Amen. That's in this place tonight. Amen. I like that song when it says, even when you don't see it, he's working. Amen. I believe that God is working, amen, in our lives tonight. I believe that there's a lot of people in here tonight that maybe you haven't seen everything the way you wanted to see it. But I've come to tell you tonight that God is working in your life. Amen. I believe that tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. What a wonderful presence of the Lord in this place. It's an honor to be here tonight. And since I have the microphone, amen. Y'all need to support your young people tonight. <laughs> we have a fundraiser after service. Amen. Support your young people. We're taking them this weekend, my wife and I, to Merced. And um, it's going to be a great time. So get behind our young people and support them. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who always contributes. Give yourselves a hand tonight. Amen. It's for a good cause. Thank you. Thank you. And you can remain seated tonight. I'm going to read out of the Word of God, out of John chapter 8, verse 3 through 11. John chapter 8, verse 3 through 11. The Bible says, And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in the act of adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in, in adultery in the very act. Now Moses' law commanded us that such should be stoned. What sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down with his finger and wrote on the ground. As though he had heard them not, the Bible says, So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself. And he said unto them, He who is without sin among you, let him cast the first, cast the first stone at her. And they began, and again he stooped down, and he wrote on the ground. And they which heard it began uh, being convicted in their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning from the eldest even unto the last. Then Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. And when Jesus had lifted up himself, and he saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are thine accusers? Hath no man here to condemn thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Amen. Let's just pray for a few moments. Lord, tonight we thank you for your word, God. God, I thank you for the privilege, Lord, and the opportunity, Lord, to be in this place. God, I thank you for every individual that is here tonight. God, I pray tonight that you would help me, God. Help us tonight, God, as a body. Lord, we love you tonight, God. We give you all the praise, and we give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. John 8 and 10 said, when Jesus had lifted up himself and he saw none but the woman, he said unto her, woman, where are those thine accusers? I want to talk to us tonight on this thought, where are your accusers? Where are your accusers? Amen. Um, this story tonight is such an incredible message it offers, it, it, it tells about healing, it deals with, with, um, with guilt, shame, and it deals with repentance, and it deals with newness of life. It's a very incredible story. We see the mercy of God, we see the love of God, we see 
We see an individual who has sinned in their life, but we see a God, nevertheless, who loves. We see a God who operates in mercy. We see a God who offers healing. Amen. This story is very powerful. It has many, many, uh, many wonderful things about this story that we can learn from. Amen. I know a lot of times when we think about this story, we think automatically about the sin issue. Amen. And my thoughts tonight are not the thoughts of judgment or thoughts of condemnation because we serve a God who loves us. We serve a God who doesn't condemn us. We serve a God who wants us to get up and dust ourselves off, amen, and loves us and forgive us. And I'm thankful for that tonight. Amen. And, in, and on the same hand, I'm not here to glorify sin or mistakes. Amen. Because the Bible tells us in Romans 6, 14 and 15, it says, For sin, for, for, uh, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. Amen. And then verse 15 says, what then? Look at your neighbor and say, what then? What then shall we continue in sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? And the word of God says, God forbid. Amen. We are not here to, to trample on the, on, the, on the grace of God or the mercy of God to say, I can do whatever I want whenever I want, and I'll just go to church and God's going to forgive me. Amen. I don't want to have that kind of relationship with the Lord. But I'm telling you tonight that we serve a God who loves us. You can never go too far from the presence of God. You can never do enough bad to, to, to have a God who won't love you and who won't pick you up. Amen. Because we serve a God who loves us. What I'm saying tonight is we don't possess a license to do whatever we want. Amen. And the last thing we want to do is, is, is take advantage and trample on the blood of Jesus. The Bible tells us that we are no longer under the law, but we are under grace. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, amazing grace. Amen. It's amazing grace. David said in Psalms, he said, he has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. I'm telling you tonight that we serve a God that loves us. I'm telling you tonight that we serve a God who is ready to forgive us. I'm telling you that we serve a God who loves us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In other words, what David was saying was God's not going to give us what we deserve. God's not going to give us what we, he's not going to give us what we deserve, but he's going to give us love. And he's going to give us grace. Amen. He has not dealt with us according to, after our own sins nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Amen. What I'm saying tonight is, is where sin, the Bible says, hath abound. The Bible says grace, grace does more abound. I'm telling you tonight that there's no place that you can run from God. There is no place that you can't run from the grace of God. Amen. There's no place that you can run from the love of God tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the love of God in my life. Amen. I'm thankful for a God that no matter what I do, that he is there. Amen. We live in a day, we live in a world where, you know, you can be let down by individuals. And, and Pastor alluded to it tonight already. And there are those that, that watch the game. They, 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 they sell out livestock and barrel. And they, 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 they watch their, their team as their God. Amen. And they, they do all this for their team, and their team does absolutely nothing for them. Amen. But we serve a God, amen, who is willing to give you everything, who is willing to give you all his love, 
who's willing to give you all his help. Amen. But it's incredible to me that God only asks one thing of you. It's a choice. God cannot make you live for him, nor will he. But what God, what God wants from you is for you to raise your hands and you to, to have an attitude of surrender. And, and if you live long enough, you've been through issues in your life and you've been in places in your life where you say, I just really don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this situation. I don't know what's going to happen here. And I've got an answer for you tonight. If you will surrender your will and you will surrender your life to God, he is your answer. Amen. Jesus is still the answer today. Hallelujah. Jesus is still the answer. Amen. So we've got to understand tonight that because of the fall of man that happened in the garden, and back in Genesis in the Bible, where Adam and Eve, they sinned, amen, and, 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 it, and, and now we have to deal with the repercussion of sin, amen, and so sin is present in the life that we live. In those days, the penalty of sin was death, amen, but today we can boldly, the Bible says, come before the throne of grace. We can make a place, Brother Rudy, we can come to the altar and raise our hands and say, God, it's me again. God, I've made a mistake. God, I need some help in my life. God, I need some answers in my life. And we can boldly go before the throne of grace and approach God. God is not going to hold against you your mistakes, your failures, your inadequacies in your life because we serve a God who loves us. Amen. Amen. And so I'm thankful for that tonight. I'm thankful that I can approach God. The Bible tells us in Revelation that he says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. He said, and if any man will open that door, he said, then I will communicate with him and you can communicate with me. It's a matter of choice tonight. It's a matter of what you're willing to do. It's a matter of faith. Amen. Because God is wanting a relationship with every single one of us tonight. Amen. And there are some criteria to the relationship that we have with the Lord. Amen. There are some things that, that initiate that relationship. There are some things that make that relationship a good relationship. Amen. Amen. But we can boldly come before the throne of grace. Amen. We can plead our case to a God who listens and cares. Amen. To a God who loves us. Amen. That should get somebody excited. I'm talking about a God who loves you. Amen. There is a God who loves you more than life itself. Amen. I'm talking about a God who went to a bloody cross. I'm talking about a God who gave up everything for you and I. And do you know what he nailed to that cross tonight? Our sins, he nailed to that cross. Our mistakes, our shortcomings, the things that we do in secret when nobody else is around. Amen. The mistakes that we've committed and we've done, he nailed that to the cross. Isaiah 53 and 5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions and he was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. Amen. The Bible said our transgressions, our iniquities, you see what I'm saying? Our peace. But his stripes healed us. He did it for you. He did it for me. Amen. That we would be healed today. Amen. That we would have a way out. 
We could never run too far from God. Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions. And the end of the latter of the text tells us that it was his stripes that heal us. Can I tell you tonight that it's still his stripes that heal? That it's still his stripes that make a way out of no way? That it's still his stripes that can put your marriage back together? That it's still his stripes that can pull somebody out from the gutter? I mean, I'm talking about the power of God and the anointing of God and the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. By his stripes are ye healed. Amen. He is, he is our healer. He is our forgiveness today. And he is our sacrifice for sin. This story speaks of love, mercy, and grace. And this story that I read tonight in your hearing, at this point in the story, Jesus silences the crowd. He silences the crowd on the day, and this begins, he silences the crowd, and this, he begins to deal with the sin issue. We all have an issue in this thing that we call life, and that's called sin. Whether you like it or not, you were born into sin. Shaping in iniquity, the writer said. You can't run from it. Amen. But you can run to God. Amen. And so we were born into this sin, into this iniquity. Amen. And so this sin that we have to deal with and contend with. I want to tell you that the very best of us today on our best day is still not good enough. Amen. But what makes us righteous and what makes us holy is that we cling to a holy God. The Bible says, the writer said that he is my holiness. He is my righteousness. If there's anything good in me, it comes from God and God alone. Amen. It comes because I've decided to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It comes because I decided to live a lifestyle of repentance. Amen. Repentance is not a one and done thing, but repentance is a lifestyle. Amen. That's what I want to talk to us about tonight. I want to talk to us about a lifestyle of repentance, an attitude of repentance. Hallelujah. In this, in this new year, 2020, in this time we have as a church, as a body of prayer and fasting, there are some things that we're doing is we're praying the new year because we don't want to start the new year the old way. Amen. But we want to start the new year the right way. We want to start the new year with crucifying our flesh. Amen. And, and putting down the old man and, and picking up repentance and picking up prayer and picking up things that can help us and picking up things that can help the body of Christ and picking up things to, to, to please our Lord and Savior. Amen. And so we are doing that as a church, and I think it's incredible, and I think it's powerful. And I'm telling you that it brings the power of God in your life. When you start to put God first, and you start to crucify this thing we call flesh, this flesh and blood that we, we begin to put it aside, and we begin to say, God, I'm going to sacrifice some things because I want to get closer to you. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some things away. I'm going to get some things out of my life, God, because I want to get closer to you. Would you know that God would begin to work in your life? God will begin to work in your circumstances that are around you. When you start to put God first, God begins to move in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Amen. We don't just get God like they say to get good or get good to get God. How does that go? But we need to get God to get good. You know what I'm saying? We need God in our life. We need God center in our life. Amen. And so that's what we're doing this month. And incredible. And, 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 but we need to be doing this all the time. Amen. We need to be doing this all the time. But the Bible tells us about this issue. This issue was, was a very simple issue. It was an issue with sin. And yes, they wanted to provoke Jesus and to entrap him. But Jesus was offering forgiveness. Somebody say forgiveness. Now, obviously, this woman's sin was, in many's eyes, at the top of the list. She was caught in the very act of adultery. The Bible tells us that they drug her to the part, to an area of the temple, and they threw her down like a dog. And the crowd now began to form, and they began to watch, and they began to listen. They got this woman that was caught. The religious leaders, they got her, and they threw her like a dog at the feet of Jesus. And so the Pharisees attacked Jesus, and they said, this woman was caught in the very act. The law says that we kill her. She must die. What do you say that we do? And the Bible tells us that Jesus answers them not a word. He answers them not a word. They continue to yell and they plead their case with anger and arrogance. And Jesus kneels down and he begins to write on the ground. Now this happens a couple of times. And it continues and he continues to write on the ground. I know many wonder and there's a lot of commentary gives us a lot of different viewpoints on what he was doing some say that the temple was dirty so he began it was so dusty that he could kneel on the ground and write who knows what was really happening but nonetheless Jesus did not answer them one word amen and so it continued over and over and over again but when Jesus had had enough Amen. They posed the, they, they, they kept hammering him and hammering him. And so when they had had enough, they, he posed the question to them. He said, who among you is without sin? You know the story tonight. He said, he that was without sin cast the first stone. And so when he said that as the crowd is looking around intently, I would imagine, you got a woman who was dragged there and caught and she's she's filled with guilt and she's filled with shame and and so Jesus finally speaks up after writing on the ground he said he among you who's without sin cast the first stone the crowd is now silenced the Pharisees begin to murmur amongst themselves this woman is thrown embarrassed shamed and I'm sure feeling guilt and little by little, the crowd begins to, you begin to hear rocks drop. And little by little, the crowd begins to diminish. And the Bible says that slowly, they begin to walk away. And Jesus says these words. He says, woman, where are your accusers? He said, where are those that condemn you? Where are those that talked about you? Where are those that dragged you here? Where are those that know all the dirt on you? Where are those that know the mistakes that you did? Where are those that caught you? He said, woman, where are your 
accusers. And so she looks around. She looks around and she sees nobody. And, and he said, I do not condemn thee. And he says, go thy way and sin no more. My point here today is the Bible tells us that we all have sinned today. Amen. And we all come short of the glory of God. And when the Bible lists sin, do you realize that there is not an order in the list? The only thing that separates pastor one sin from the next sin is a comma. I'm here tonight to tell you about a God who loves you. I'm here today to tell you about a God that wants to change your life. Amen. The power of God rests in this place. The power of God wants to transform your life tonight. Amen. As I was sitting there worshiping, the elder came up to me. He said, he said, I feel so energetic. He said, I feel so energetic. It's because the power of God is in this place. This is not something that we manufacture. This is not something that we put together. It is the power of God. The Bible says unto salvation. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I watched Brother Tessero's baby lay right there in the corner of that platform, and he was just like he was knocked out. And it's because the peace of God is in this place. Amen. Can I tell you, God wants to give you peace. God wants to give you joy. God wants to give you things that you've lost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not preaching I'm not preaching because I, I found a sermon on the internet or I heard somebody else say this. I'm talking about it because I've been there, amen. I've seen the hand of God work in my life. I've seen the hand of God provide in my life, amen. I'm talking about a God who is real tonight. Hallelujah. And I know that if he did it for me, that he can do it for you. Does anybody believe that today? And so we know that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we know that no flesh shall glory in the presence of God. Amen. Whether I run aisles or I come to every single church service, it doesn't make me holy. It doesn't make me right. I've got to live a lifestyle of repentance. I've got to have a relationship with God. Every day that I wake up, I need to say, God, I need more of you. God, I love you. God, I'm a debtor to you. Amen. It doesn't matter what we do. Because no flesh shall glory, amen, in his presence. Amen. No flesh shall glory. When the Bible lists, I read that. When the Bible lists the sins in the word of God, the only thing that separates him is a comma. As mankind, as humanity, as people, what we tend to do is we tend to weigh out somebody else's issue and say, well, their issue is worse than my issue. Well, they, they did this, and I, I just did this. Amen. The very fact that you're doing that, you're doing worse just in that itself. Amen. Because God does not, in God's eyes, all sin is sin. Amen. And we got to understand that we are in need of a Savior, that we're in need of a God. 
Amen. And when we understand that it's then that our lives begin to be changed. When we understand that it's that we can't do it by ourselves. You understand what I'm saying tonight? God sees the load that you're under. God sees the struggle that's in front of you. And what God is saying tonight is God saying, turn to me, all ye that are weary, and I will give you rest. Amen. You don't need to go any further on your own. You don't need to try to get help from somebody else. I want to tell you that the way maker is in this place tonight. Amen. That the healer is in this place tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, and I said it this morning in Sunday school, faith without works is dead. We've got to start being more intentional about who we are. Amen. We've got to be more intentional about our worship. Amen. Our worship needs to precede us. We're not just a bunch of crazy people here worshiping, but we're worshiping a God who is worthy. We're worshiping a God who is holy. We're worshiping a God who is on the throne. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just something that happens when you begin to worship. Amen. The reason you feel the power of God in this place is because worship is present in this building. Amen. The reason there are healings in this place is because worship has went up to God. The reason that God moves in our lives is because somebody is worshiping him. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. The apostle Paul said, he said, I was of the chief, I was a chief sinner. That's what he said. He also wrote three quarters of the New Testament. This same man of God, he said, I have to die to my flesh daily. He said, daily I've got to find a place to pray. Daily I've got to find a place of repentance. Daily I've got to find a place to cleanse myself. Amen. And so we learn from the Apostle Paul in his writings Amen. We, we learned that, that he had this relationship with God. And I talked about some of these things that, that, that would help us to have this relationship and some of these things that God requires out of us. Amen. God requires a relationship. God requires, amen, for you to find a place to pray. God requires repentance in our life. Pastor was talking about it just a few moments ago when he was alluding to baptism tonight. Amen. And we will have a baptism tonight. And I'm excited about what God is doing in our young people. Amen. Amen. I think we have, we've had over seven baptisms since experience, if not more. God is moving in this place. And that's because they understand what I'm saying tonight. They have made a choice in their own life to say, hey, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to find a place to pray. I'm going to go to a Bible study. I'm going to ask God to forgive me of my sins. And there are some things that God demands out of us for us to be pleasing to him. Amen. So here today, I believe that repentance is granted to us. Repentance is not something that we just say, oh, God, I, I, I messed up, I repent. But there are moments in your life, there will be opportunities in your life that God will grant you a moment of repentance. And I understand the severity of the, of the passage of Scripture that I'm preaching from today. I'm not ignorant. I'm not saying that everybody is going around fornicating. But what I'm saying is there is a sin issue. We were born into sin. Shaping into iniquity. And amen, we've got to get this sin and this flesh under control. Amen. 2020, a new year. 
We need to get this flesh knocked out. Amen. And we need to live for God. Amen. I believe that repentance is granted from God. And I believe that there are moments in our lives that God will send a man, that God will send a pastor, that God will send a youth pastor, that God will send somebody in your life because God is wooing you into his presence. God is wooing you into eternity. You understand that what we do tonight is not fun and games. It's because there is a heaven and there is a hell and there is an eternity to be made. Amen. And if we don't get our lives right and if we don't op- act on the, on the opportunity that God grants us to repent and to be baptized of our sins, amen, we may never have an opportunity. Amen. We may never have an opportunity. I'm not here to preach fear tonight and, and to try to scare you, but I'm telling you tonight, when I, when I, when I thought about what I was going to preach, I said, Lord, I don't want to preach that. I don't want to talk about that woman. But somebody needs to hear tonight that you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven, amen, until you're born of the water and until you're born of the spirit, amen, until you find an altar of repentance and you die out to that flesh. Amen. You've got to die out to some things. We've got to die out to some things in our life. And, and see, you see what it is, and I understand the way people look at religion. They look at church, and i got to do this, and i got to do that. But I'm telling you, there's something that happens when you humble yourself, and you, and you repent, and you say, God, forgive me of everything that I've done. God, I haven't did everything just right, but God, I'm asking you to help me. I'm asking you to wash me, and something begins to happen in your life. That's all he's waiting for. That's all he wants. God doesn't need you to get everything just right. God doesn't need you to wait till you have a thousand more dollars in your bank account. God doesn't care about that. God just wants you tonight. God just wants you tonight. God just wants you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God wants you tonight. Amen. I believe the Lord is going to give us an opportunity to get rid of some stuff and some things in our life that's been holding us back. Amen. And again, the choice is yours tonight. I can't make that choice for you, but I rejoice with those that make the choice to live for God and to serve God. And, you know, being a youth pastor and being around in ministry, the greatest reward that I can ever receive is to see your kids, a life changed, to see your kids being used of God, to see your kids being pulled out of house fire. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But it comes through a lifestyle of repentance. The best thing that we could ever do is to be right with God, Pastor. I'm convinced. Say, Brother Ray, I don't know where to start. I'm new to this. I don't even know what everything that you guys are doing here tonight. But I want to tell you that the greatest thing, the greatest need you possess in your life is to be right with God. And when you become right with God, when you, when you find an altar of repentance, amen, then God begins to walk with you. And then God begins to talk with you. 
Then, the, then begins the leading of his spirit. Hallelujah. Musicians, go ahead and help me. Thank you, thank you. I'm telling you tonight, it's time to get rid of the accusers. You don't, know, you don't need to go into 2020 with people breathing down your neck. People saying, I know what you did. I know what you're about. I know who you used to kick it with. But there's a God who loves you tonight. There's a God, the Bible says, that makes all things new. Amen. And all that he asked tonight is that, that we would find a place and that we would be honest with ourselves. And we would say, God, I haven't did everything just right. But God, I need you. God, I'm asking you, God, tonight, if you'll stand with me, church. I'm asking you tonight, God, to renew me and to forgive me. Amen. It's time to surrender to God. It's time to surrender to a God who loves you. Amen. There is a newness that God is wanting to pour out in this place. I don't care if you've been saved for five minutes or five years. There's a newness of God that God is wanting to give to you tonight. Amen. There is a deeper place that God is wanting to take you tonight. But what God is asking for tonight, God is asking for your will. Come on, let that be your prayer tonight. Let that be your prayer tonight. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let change happen right now. Let the change of God come into your life right now. Hallelujah. Let God, let God prove to you who he is tonight. Let God show himself in your life. Hallelujah.
Come on, we just heard a word from the Lord. Hallelujah, God. God, I want to be saved. God, I want to please you. Why don't you connect with somebody? Why don't you link up with somebody? Oh, help us, God, I pray. Help our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. Draw us closer to you, God. Draw us closer to you, God. Oh, we want to please you. We choose you, God. Jesus, I love you today. I love you, God, today. God, I love you, I love you, I love you. God, I choose you. I choose you, God. Yes, I do, God. I just want you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh. Come on, God's doing a great work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I want to live for you. God, I want to do what's right. I want to do what's right, God. I give my life to you, God. Give my heart to you, God. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, God. Yes, God. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on, God hasn't forgot about you. God hasn't forgot about you. I love you today. I love you today, God. Come on. You may be far from home, but you're not that far that God can't pick you back up and love on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want you, God. Just want you, God. Just want you, God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm turning things around, God. Turning things around, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. I'm laying it down, God. I'm laying it at your feet, God. <laughs> oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Yes, God. Just want you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. continue to pray. Amen. It's a privilege and an honor to baptize this young lady tonight, Savannah. Amen. She's been coming around the youth group and what a small world it is. I know her mom. Amen. And I don't believe it's by accident. I know that God is in everything that we do and it's my privilege and my honor to baptize her tonight. Amen. Amen. Savannah, upon the confession of your faith in obedience to the word of God, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins. Just want you, just want you, yeah, 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 take me, I just want you, just want you, just want you, just want you, just want you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to, I want to tell you that we've already prayed and, but Sister Alvedra's gone on to be with the Lord last week and her boys are with us and they're in our prayers and they're in our support. But we're going to have a viewing for her at Pierre's Funeral Home on Kern Street on Thursday from 10 to 12. And after that, we'll go over to the graveside there at the Tulare Cemetery and we'll pay our respects there. And if you, if you could come, it'd be great to honor her. Uh, but we love Sister Alvedris. 
She's in a better place.